0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. member FDIC.
1: Welcome to the Baseball Together podcast, Baseball Family. For those of you new to the show, we are here to raise money for the nonprofit organization called Up, whose mission is to give disadvantaged young ball players the equipment they need to play the game we all love. We also want to unite communities by improving or rebuilding baseball facilities in areas suffering economic or environmental hardship. At this time, you can support by purchasing t-shirts and other baseball-related apparel and accessories from 9plusus.com. 10% of all sales go directly to the cause. Again, that's 9plusus.com. That's the number 9, plusus.com. 9plus Nine NinePlusUs.com. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Baseball Together podcast, brought to you by Nine Plus Us.
0: Welcome to the Baseball Together podcast, everybody. I'm your host Brig, and my co-host Brad is here with us. Yes, I am. We're hoping everybody's having a great day, and the beginning of their week is starting out really nicely. We're going to just jump right in uh, to some current events because we've got kind of a lot to cover today.
1: We do. There's a lot that went on this last week. Let's start with this. You ready for this one? I'm ready. So this is one of my favorite players right now. I love this guy. Shohei Otani hit for the cycle the other night. Uh, It was awesome. He put on a clinic hitting. Love watching this guy hit. I'm so glad that he's coming back de-aging this season. But this is the question I have for you, Brig. Is he as good as you thought he would be?
0: I think it's too early to tell. That's that's my very honest answer. You think so? Truthfully, oh yes, I do. I, I mean, he's just barely back off the injured list, and and though he has been really good, Mm -hmm. I still need more. I don't know. I'm just skeptical. Okay. I don't because his hype has been so heavy. Right? We're thinking, you know, here he is the. You know, the, the, it's like the second coming of the babe or whatever, right? Everybody's yeah. real pumped about a guy who can go both sides on the mound and at the plate. And I just need more. I just, I just need more proof because the hype was so hard.
1: I get that. However, for me, I was skeptical of him coming in to begin with. I was kind of like, okay, yeah, like he's done this stuff in Japan and the competition isn't as as stiff over there. its I, I look at Japan as kind of like 4A you know?
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> I like that. So it's it's like it's like the guys over there are better than what we have in the minor leagues here, but it's not quite what we have in the big leagues. Sure. I, was like, I was like, his stuff will probably be pretty good, but he'll he'll get hit in the big leagues. But he wasn't getting hit. He is a great pitcher. Right. And you know, he'll come back and it's going to take him some time to, to readjust and, and guys have a year almost of tape on him now. However, he is a way better Way better hitter than I thought he would be. He is a complete hitter at the plate. He has kind of a now that he has kind of a slash swing. If you watch it, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a power hitter swing where he where he's going to go and he's going to turn on everything. His power comes from his length. Like it, when when yeah, he hit home does. runs, it's because he gets his arm extended. And so he has. Well, so he's so
0: fast. Uh, oh
1: gosh, and he is. He is infinitely faster i thought he was gonna be i was like okay they had him on the mound because he can't run no 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 that's that has nothing to do with it no this guy can scoot he's so fast
0: well he's fast and his hands are fast that's the like everything about him is fluid that's the thing that scares everybody right he's so smooth even though like you say he's got this like it's almost like a b hack right he's just got this choppy little swing but when he turns and burns man I mean, it's so I agree with that part of your assessment. When he steps up to the plate, he is a complete guy. He's a 100% uh, contributor, you know. And but I want to see more from the mound in order to give him the, you know, the praise that everybody said he should deserve. Mm-hmm.
1: And honestly, at this point, uh, he's such a good hitter. He could never pitch another inning for me, and they could just stick him out in the outfield, and I'd be happy with him.
0: True. I if think I everybody, an everybody in Angels, Uh, world would say the same thing yeah because i'd almost
1: be happy with that and then be like you know what we need this guy to come in and pitch a couple innings relief
0: do what you gotta do (laughs) pull him in from left field yeah (laughs) yeah and if you go to the world
1: series you've got a solid guy for the national for the national league park
0: yeah that's absolutely true
1: anyway speaking of national league parks um i loved so much about things that went on with this uh, Max Muncy and Madison Bumgarner. This happened last Sunday, but since our podcast, this is a quarter podcast on Saturday and it comes out on Monday, we kind of missed this. But, man, I thought this was so funny. Max Muncy, second batter of the game, ripped, just ripped a pitch into McCovey Cove. And, Brig, he hit this ball so hard, so far. <laughs> <laughs> he hit it out of the no-wake zone. Yeah. on the right field wall. Yeah. I think <laughs> somebody taped it. it.
0: I thought somebody said it was 490 or something like that, which is just nuts. <laughs> at least. Okay, but the, the real question is, what is Madison Bumgarner's problem? Does he have mm. a claim to start chirping at Muncie as he as he lowers his bat and walks the bases? <laughs> um, Trots, I think, rather.
1: I, I think above all... Uh, Mad Bum should be tipping his hat to the guy for teeing off like that, uh, yeah. for hitting a rocket out of orbit. Um, out of orbit. Because, and and honestly, I, I think Bumgarner was more upset about the previous batter because he took issue with some with some calls from, from the umpire. Sure. Um, from home plate umpire Will Little. Uh, he was kind of barking at him. He, he did get Kike Hernandez to fly out to right. But, but he—I think he was still frustrated with that, and then the fact that this dude just teed off on him, yeah. And just, I mean, like like Crash Davis says, anything that travels that far to to have a stewardess on it.
0: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So
1: I just couldn't—I
0: could—I couldn't believe that he was getting so upset. I mean, Bumgarner gets upset, right? He's an emotional player. More emotional than most pitchers in the entire league, I, I feel mm-hmm. like, and and when he gets taken advantage of like that, I mean, he they maybe I can't say the analogy I want to say it's a little bit crude, but the. Uh, <laughs> but where I need to. Basically, what <laughs> happened is Muncy took him into a back alley and made it happen. Right, so you're gonna have to <laughs> yeah. cut. You're gonna have to cut all that out. You have to cut all that out. <laughs> But, he took him out to the woodshed. He took him out to the woodshed. Yeah, he sure did. He didn't even <laughs> let him pick his own switch, man. He just went at him yeah. with a two by four. But it's really so I don't I don't I'm not surprised that Mad Bum got so upset. But but Muncie's actions were totally, you know, above board. Right, It's honorable. He didn't bat flip. He could have. He didn't take a peek at it. Really? He could have. You know, well, he didn't it, do he didn't break any of the rules, the unwritten rules that are that are being mm-hmm. challenged right now. And Mad Bum went after him like he broke every one of them.
1: Yeah. And, and he did take a look. He did watch it, which he very well. It have. was. Yes, but it was so minimal. The look that he took at it. You know who took that much of a look with just about every home run he took? What? Ken Griffey Jr.
0: Jr. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> he hit the ball and he strutted out of the box because yeah. he knew that ball was gone. Took just like three steps to block. get out of
0: the box. Yeah, yeah,
1: and and he should have, and that's exactly what Muncie did. I was like, I don't see any problem with this. And no, I don't, I think don't either. Ever took any problem with it, and I think, like I said, I think Bumgarner was just frustrated. But the yeah. best line of the whole ish, of the whole thing, if he has a problem with it, I, t- I told him if he had a problem <laughs> with it, go fish <laughs> it out of the
0: ocean. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> go get it. Fantastic. Okay, so next question. What is up with the College World Series, and mostly because this year's been amazing, but why is it not getting the attention it it deserves and its counterparts with college football and March Madness may be more appropriate? What do you think?
1: So I think there's I think this is twofold. I think there's two things with this. Okay. I think the biggest thing with this is that these kids come out of college, they get drafted. And we don't see them for three, sometimes four years, even the stars, right? Yeah. Because they've got to go through the minor league system, which is actually better for the major league product because the step, the jump between between college and the major leagues is so much bigger than it is between college basketball and the NBA, college football and the NFL. Right you know like you watch college football on saturday and you watch the, watch the nfl on sunday and if you're watching the sec it's kind of like you're watching nfl football you can it see the differences you can see the differences but they talk about how the sec those guys are nfl ready um but you you've got to wait those. you forget about these guys so you're kind of like why watch them now if i'm just going to you know i'm, I'm going to forget about them yeah the other thing i feel like <clears throat> it's hard to follow because it's not single elimination
0: that's March true. Madness,
1: college football playoff, both are single elimination, so it's difficult to follow the format. It's kind of confusing. I followed the college or the uh, the world the college world series pretty closely for for a while. I still don't know the format. I still don't know how it works, <laughs> right. um, which makes which you know what really makes it hard to do. Gamble. Yeah, I think yeah. that is the the biggest thing with that is that's it's hard a great to point. It's
0: hard to gamble. That's a great point. You know? I hadn't thought about, it. I only have one thought on this, that the reason it's not such a big deal is metal bats.
1: Oh, and you know,
0: that's me. I, think I honestly, I, mean... I think, I think the metal bats are, are, uh, I, it's just less appealing as a product, right? Mm-hmm. When you think about the, yeah. the viewership and the attendance, mm-hmm. it's just less appealing to hear a plink off the end of an aluminum bat than it is that's to true. hear the, the wood crack. It's just different.
1: Yeah. It is, and you know they used to have those those loaded metal bats that we mm-hmm. all used to use, and you know you have a high schooler who is hitting Stanton-esque home runs, right? But now they they've made those those metal bats safer. They don't have the pop that they used to. It's basically a, a wood bat wrapped in metal.
0: Yeah,
1: so you so it takes more to hit a home run like that. But um, let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to uh, unveil a new segment that we're going to do for fun, and today we're going to be talking about our favorite baseball movies from proper baseball hat wearing etiquette to baseball in Cuba
0: to firsthand experiences at ballparks across America baseball together provides you with baseball themed reading material at your fingertips with an online magazine hosted by
1: medium.com as a supplement to our podcast. You can read more about the topics we discuss each week when you read baseball together. So whether you're waiting at the doctor's office, sitting at the bus stop, or just have a couple of extra minutes, you can read in-depth breakdowns about current events in the sport we all love or enjoy light reading involving the emotional side of baseball that brings us all together. Visit Medium.com and search Baseball Together because sometimes you just want to read about baseball. We are back. Thanks for joining us again on the Baseball Together podcast. Like we said before going into the break, we have a new segment that we want to introduce to you called The Rundown. Don't get caught in The Rundown. Okay, so the idea of The Rundown is this is going to be rapid fire, coming at you, questions. Um, I don't know how many we're going to ask because we don't know how long a rundown lasts. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: but However long gonna... we one of us can stay between the bases without getting tagged. Yeah, exactly. I guess yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> so I'm just gonna throw these questions at Brick today, and um, and we're gonna see how well he can do before he stumbles on his words or something. I don't know. I might just go through all of them because I'm I'm kind of fancy in the way that I've put these together. So mm. I, th- mm. I think we'll just do. I think we'll just go through all of them and see how you do. Sounds great. All right, you ready for this? Yep alright here we go who is your favorite baseball player of all time Derek Jeter what is the worst team name you have ever heard baseball the Gwinnett Stripers (laughs) sorry what is your what is your favorite sport besides baseball football what is your favorite team hat the Yankees hat does pineapple go on pizza
0: absolutely never
1: I like that answer. If you could have one baseball jersey of any player ever, what would it be? Player and team.
0: Oh, that is rough.
1: I uh, hesitate in the
0: right uh, It's got to be Derek Jeter in the 96 World Series year. What's your favorite scene from Monty Python and the Holy Grail? <laughs> the With the, the – they throw the cow over the freaking – <laughs> the French guys. That, that scene – your mother was a something and your father smelled of elderberries or whatever he says. That's my favorite scene. There you go. That's it. (laughs) That's the best.
1: Favorite favorite ballpark food. The hot dog.
0: Chicago style. Mm.
1: Favorite thing to do when you're not watching baseball. Read. What's your walk up song?
0: Uh, Blues Deluxe by Joe Bonamassa. (laughs) (laughs) Go look it up. It'll change your life. (laughs) What's your favorite TV series? Oh, oh man. I don't oh. watch a lot of TV. How I Met Your Mother? That's a good one. Probably. One thing you would change about baseball. One thing I would change about baseball? Mm-hmm. I'd eliminate the DH. Oh, boy. Or, if I got a second chance, I would do a, a salary cap all like that. yeah
1: yeah and those are both podcasts in and of themselves you're right <laughs> that we all do but yeah that's all i have for the rundown that's everything
0: that was great <laughs> those, are, <laughs> those are great questions that was a hard that last one was hard man yeah i i could rant now i feel all worked up <laughs> <laughs>
1: And in yeah. other news. Yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now Briggs all worked up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let's, let's, uh, let's see if we can get you okay. calm back down. We're going to talk about our favorite baseball movies today.
0: Yeah. So I
1: have my list of five. Do you have your list of five, Briggs? Mm-hmm. All right. So number five for me, my fifth favorite baseball movie. Well, first let's do this. I have, I have some rules that I have to, oh. that my baseball movies have to abide
0: by. Oh, oh wow. Um,
1: i i cannot watch it cannot like it if it if it doesn't abide by these rules okay um, one of them is pace of play it has to move if i'm bored or if i'm even checking my phone during a baseball movie to see what time it is how long it's been going it, it's not gonna not gonna fly not gonna go in the not gonna go in the top five another one is accuracy if it's not accurate like if there's something that is like glaring, and I'm like, no, no, sorry. Like I love Rookie of the Year, but they their like so called playoff format at the end where they beat the Mets and they go to the or uh, yeah, they beat the Mets and they go to the yeah. World Series. Yeah, that drives me crazy.
0: <laughs> okay. The
1: Cubs can't beat the Mets to go to the World Series. Not in 1993. Sorry, <laughs> they're in the division, right? I mean, oh. unless my recollection of the division breakup in 1993 before the realignment is messed up and the Cubs were in the NL West, which, you know, they very well might've been, I don't know. But,
0: I don't think so. But,
1: and then maybe it does belong in my top five and I'm just being nitpicky, but no, that drives me crazy. Um, but yeah, those are the two big ones. Okay. So those so are good number rules. five for me. Number five for me. Are you ready? Yes. 42. Okay. Why? Um, because Jackie Robinson, obviously his effect on baseball. Sure. Uh, that movie was so well put together and, um, they, I, th- I felt like they went to a good line of showing what he had to deal with without going and showing everything because right. we both listened to, we both listened to the audiobook full count by David Cohn. Yeah. And he said that Don Zimmer was like, that didn't even scratch the surface. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? I feel like they showed enough because if they showed as much, it would be disturbing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right? I remember. I was, I was shocked by that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They showed enough that I was like, I can't imagine.
0: No, me neither. And
1: and I knew watching the movie, I told my wife, I was like, that's not even, that's not even close. She's like, oh, there's no way. Right. They couldn't, they couldn't put that in a movie.
0: Well, or and I just got it. done reading I Never Had It Made, which is a Jackie Robinson autobiography and mm-hmm. it's fascinating if you haven't read it it and it goes way well beyond baseball but the movie was just right in line with the book mm-hmm. just right in yeah. line which is really cool yeah yeah and it fits in my
1: pace of play when i the first time i watched that movie i was like oh it's over yeah it's been like an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes that was mm-hmm. a fast movie it yeah. was awesome that, that moved it's <laughs> awesome so i love 42 that's that's one of the best, like, old-timey baseball movies. And obviously, I know it's not, like, super old-timey, but it moves. It's good. Yeah, I liked it. It kept me engaged. Number four. So what's number? Oh, I was going to say, what's number five for you?
0: Number five for me is The Natural. Oh, okay. I rewatched it last night. So I just read the book. Mm-hmm. I finished the book right. yesterday. And I said, oh, well, now I have to watch the movie again and make sure that you see how it lines up and, you know, go. And I got to mm-hmm. tell you, everybody, this is one of the instances where this is a unicorn situation, okay, where the, the <laughs> film is better than the book. Yeah. It, it really is, hmm. by, kind of by a lot, actually. It's a better story. It's a more complete story than it is in the book. Yeah. And the book ends, ends heartbreakingly, which I usually prefer, actually. I'm kind of a... Right. Literary sadist, I guess you could call me, but <laughs> I, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, no, the, the film is superior to the book and I love it. it. It gets me in all the feels and it, uh, I think it honors baseball in all the right ways, especially yeah. in, in light of, you know, the, with the Black Sox scandal and, and mm-hmm. the steroid era. I mean, it calls into question all of these morality issues with baseball, that have been around forever and are never going to go away. So, um, yeah, it's just this. I just love it. I I love everything about it. That's number five.
1: Yeah. I I like that movie. I haven't seen it in a very, very long time though. I think last time I watched it, I was so young that I was like, it's a good baseball movie, but I'm a little bored by it. I probably, I need to watch it again. Yeah.
0: You'd love it again. You, You would love it.
1: So, Yeah. I do like the whole wonder boy thing.
0: yeah did you know in the book the bat boy isn't even a character really yeah at the very end you know the bat boy at the very end hands him the savoy something super savoy or whatever and it's the bat Mm -hmm. that the two of them made together roy and the bat boy and that that character is totally fabricated sorry spoiler alert wow yep spoilers it's okay. Good the book thought. isn't as good anyway, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't read the, part, the movie.
1: <laughs> All right. Number four. Bench warmers. <laughs> I've seen this movie at least 20 times. It is. It's so funny. It is so funny. It is so and funny. just like, I don't, I don't know. Because it's so stupid. <laughs> you no, know, I mean, it's it's an Adam Sandler movie, so it's going to be stupid. You know, I know he's not in it, but he produced it. Yeah. It's a Happy Madison Productions. Um, but man, like I can quote you like almost that entire movie. And every year when I, when the Little League World Series comes around, there's some kid who looks like he's. 20 right he was hitting 450 foot bombs and i have to send out that that gift of carlos when he comes in and he hands his his birth certificate quote unquote with a five dollar bill i "I am 12
0: 12 (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah yeah he's 12 yeah 1200 yeah right he's
1: got a full beard
0: oh my gosh that's hilarious no it's fantastic I, i love that movie uh number four for me is major league Major, yeah. major league I just there's something about the... I'll, I'll, I'll go
1: sorry I'll go here real quick that's number three for me so let's just go okay let's just go through it
0: okay so I yeah just love it I think everything about it is hilarious it pays homage to to the baseball thing while not taking itself too seriously which is kind of hard to do with baseball people right we take baseball really seriously so it's funny that we both have comedies in our number four and then you have it as your number three selection that's really interesting.
1: Well, I think that's why too, because when I was between the lines, when I was playing baseball, I was 100% all business, which knowing me, like, you know me pretty well. Yeah. I don't know if that's something you could ever see me doing.
0: Being completely straight. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Like in the dugout, I was goofing around. I loved playing dugout baseball, bounce the ball on the stairs and everything, you know, Um, throwing seeds at everybody, whatever. But as soon as I got out of the dugout, I was business. I didn't laugh. I didn't smile. Yeah. You know, like I was cold blooded and which is totally different from my regular persona,
0: Hmm. you know,
1: and that's why I think that's why I love Major League and love these comedies, because I generally don't take myself too seriously.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: I do see the funny things that happen in baseball, and it and it cracks me up.
0: Yeah, I just love Major League, and it I don't know it makes me laugh. I think they handle the baseball scenes very well as as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's realistic, like you say it it fits your quota. And Bob Uecker is is perfect in that. Absolutely, just a bit outside. Yeah,
1: absolutely, Ball four. Ball
0: eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to go have to rewatch that now. <laughs> okay. So yeah. number three for you is field of Dream, or is uh, field of dreams is my number three. If yours is major league, we'll just jump to mine. It's it's field of dreams. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I seriously, this one hits me in all the fields again. You're starting to see kind of a theme here for me, but it, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm, I love baseball's emotional side. I love baseball as a metaphor. I love baseball Mm -hmm. as a, you know, a conduit to connecting other people, obviously. And Field of Dreams is a great example of all of those things wrapped into a nice, neat little ball that, you know, and every time I watch Major League or uh, not Major League, Field of Dreams, every time I watch Field of Dreams, (laughs) I get all, you know, emotional. And I call my dad and I, you know, I talk to him and I don't think, like if that's you,
1: sometimes that happens when you watch Major League 2. Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah.
1: But no, I, I totally get what you're talking about with that, because that is one of those things where uh everybody loves playing, loved playing catch, loves, loved playing catch with their dad. Mm-hmm.
0: If they had and the opportunity, it's, yeah. It's
1: so cliche that ending, that ending of that movie. Um, like that scene on how I met your mother when i like when he has a catch with his dad, they're all like, Oh, it's like, "Yep, that's the (laughs) one. Yep. That's the one. Every time. Two
0: interesting facts that most people probably don't know about field of dreams that I, I got to drop these. They're interesting. The first is that, um, the, the big, they will come Ray. They will most definitely come that speech. Um, -hmm. almost got cut from the show. In fact, James Earl Jones, wife, said, yeah, you can go record it, but it'll never make it to the final cut. It's going to end up on the floor of the editor's room. And she was against it. She thought this is a big, unnecessary monologue that'll never make it. And now, you know, it's this iconic, like, rallying cry for baseball people. Oh, yeah. The other thing that's yeah. interesting is that most people don't know James Earl Jones' character is based on J.D. Salinger. That's who it's supposed to be uh, created after. And they they came up with the character Terrence Mann. As a way to Mm -hmm. avoid a legal issue. But Ray Kinsella. You know. Costner's name. Ray Kinsella. Is a J.D. Salinger character. In a short story. That he wrote decades prior to the storyline that's taking place. And so in the original book. That the film is based on. the, The character Ray Kinsella approaches his approaches the J.D. Salinger writer character and it's supposed to be this sort of transcendental you know weird between the like twilight zone moment for the author to see a man representative of his fictional character coming to his door to take him to a baseball game that's crazy does that blow your mind i oh, kind of like yeah it's like a whole like inception totally thing. that's what it was written as and yeah. that's interesting that's cool. I like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I watched that movie for the first time in years. It was on, it was on TV a few weeks ago, and I watched it. and And it's one of those ones where, like, for me, since it, since it is more of a serious and emotional baseball movie, I'm not one who necessarily will sit down and watch serious and emotional movies. Um, because, like I said, I don't take the, I don't take things too seriously. You poor guy. So if I'm gonna watch a movie, I like to, I like, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I like to laugh, or I want to be on the edge of my seat watching action. Sure. Movies. I get it. And so, and so if it's, if it's kind of slow like that, I get bored, but uh, I watched this. I was like, Oh yeah, I do like this movie a lot.
0: Yeah. Real it's good. Fantastic. So.
1: All right. Well, let's take another break just real quick. And when we come back, we're going to talk about our number one, number two, favorite baseball movies and the worst baseball <laughs> movies ever <laughs> made, because there are some Man. bad ones out there. Believe it oh, or yeah. not.
0: Hey, Mike, Catherine, those are some cool t-shirts you guys have. Thanks, man. Yeah, I got it from 9plusus.com. They have tons of great baseball designs.
1: Yeah, I wear my 9plusus clothing all the time. My favorite gym tank says diamonds are everyone's best friend. And my go-to shirt for barbecue says a hot dog at the ballpark is better than steak at the
0: Ritz. Wow, I love that. Right? Isn't that so cool? Yeah, I also got this snapback from 9plusus. They're really the greatest stuff. Well, I'm going to have to do some shopping after this batter. What was that site again? So, yeah, it's 9plusus.com. So, the number 9, right, 9 players on the field, plus us. So, 9, the number 9 dot com.
1: shop 9 P-L-U-S-U-S.com. Shop9plusus.com. Apparel for game day and every day.
0: Welcome back, baseball family. All right, it's time to get into it. I think we should do the worst baseball movies right now. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Do you want to go first or do you want me to do it? I'll go first since I feel strongly. Oh, I don't know if you feel as strongly as I do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be, I'm going to love it if we have the same one. I hope we do. I do too. Okay. I think that one of, one of the worst baseball movies is The Scout. Oh, you know, I never saw that. It's abysmal. Is it? Yes. It's Brendan Fraser (laughs) attempting a billion different comedic interludes, Mm. basically. And it's just awful. I know some people love it, but it's that weird 90s comedy that was Mm. not quite airplane slapstick. Right. But it tried to be Mm -hmm. kind of like. uh, um, I can't remember the name of that with with Charlie Sheen. What's that one oh, where he plays? Yeah, Hot Shots. Yeah. It's like Hot Shots kind of, you know, it's, <laughs> oh, it's just so it's
1: like hot bad. Shot of
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, so, so in the film, Brendan Frazier is the best player of all time in mm-hmm. Southern Mexico or something like that. Okay. And a scout gets sent down there to pick him up and he, he throws the ball really hard. He's a pitcher and he gets brought in to play for the Yankees. And it's, and it's a buddy comedy But it's a slapstick, buddy comedy. I'm like, no, man, it just fails constantly.
1: And, you know, one of the big gripes I've heard about that movie is that Brennan Fraser's mechanics are so bad, it's not believable.
0: That is one of the list of things you could add. (laughs) It's so bad. Okay, what's your, what do you think?
1: Okay, let me preface this.
0: So, my (laughs) son,
1: because I didn't watch this movie of my own accord, just so everybody knows, Um, my son, a couple years ago went through a phase where he was watching the sandlot like twice a day okay which i was loving however after the second time one time i was like all right let's let's put something else on you to watch something else so we got on netflix and uh, we we're cruising through and he saw a movie that had a, a baseball hat and a ball glove and he goes hey dad let's watch that he's like all right let's check it out it was Airbud. Seventh inning fetch. Oh no. Stay far, far away. <laughs> Avoid it like the plague. It yeah. is so bad. In this movie, Airbud, like the like buddy, and this is the thing is like I was like, okay, I watched Airbud when I was young. Like right. it was a pretty decent movie, you know. I had yeah. like a pretty good little storyline. But like in this movie, so this girl gets cut from the baseball team, her friend convinces the coach to bring her on the team, and then the dog teaches her how to play baseball. <laughs> like, like she's like, I don't know how to hit, and so he's like feeding the pitching machine dragon balls for. it's like, thanks, buddy, for teaching me how to play baseball. And then it comes down to like the championship game at the end of the season, and of course, Buddy's been kidnapped again. And like, oh, how are we gonna win? Because Buddy's on the team. Oh, how are we gonna win? We don't have Buddy. He's our best player. If your dog is the best player on your team, you've got bigger issues. Yeah like yeah no I was just like this movie is so stupid so just don't even don't try to watch that movie it's so bad it's it's just terrible oh it so, sounds terrible get into some really good baseball movies because that movie makes me so mad that it was ever even made You're right. So.
0: yeah that's a cash grab
1: <laughs> big time yeah so anyways what's your second favorite baseball movie Brig? Sandlot yep mine too yeah, it's gotta be. I think be we're sand- gonna agree on one and two. I think we're gonna agree on one and two, I'll be I, honest.
0: I don't think so, but I'm excited to hear you yell at me about my number one choice. <laughs> <laughs> I probably will. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> uh no, Sandlot's amazing. You know, I watched it, I was I was that age or so, mm-hmm. you know, I was the age of the of the principal characters in the film, and it was you know, it just it's magical to me. It represents everything a summer should be and uh, you know i don't know i can't speak about it without getting emotional and that says a lot about how how much i love this stupid movie right but it's just that good it's just that good so i yeah, like i, mean, a I had a crush classic. on wendy peffercorn as well you know so did everybody who else didn't? yeah who didn't
1: <laughs> but it is it's truly a timeless classic and i quote it every single day of my life literally every single day whether it's just Dad, how long is this? Forever. <laughs> you know, or you always hear somebody, You're killing me, Smalls.
0: Every There's day.
1: always something from that movie that applies to daily life. And and like you said, growing up when that movie came out, we were the age of those kids. So it was just like, Oh man, I want a sandlot to go play baseball, you know. So it's it's it was totally relatable. It's it still holds up today because totally. obviously it was kind of a period it was a period piece from you know, whatever I don't the know, 60s, I don't know, whatever. yeah, yeah, the 60s. I'm so bad at decades, F- 50s I don't even know. and
0: 60s, late 50s, I think, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and every kid can relate with seeing some baseball and being like, oh, I'll, yeah, I'll go take it out and go play baseball with it, you know, <laughs> having no idea of the significance of it. Like, my dad had, um, my dad had a buddy from growing up who pitched for the Yankees and he, uh, he went to, I think it was an angels game when he was in college and he gave him a ball. He gave him the ball. He was warming up with just kind of like, Hey, here you go. Just toss it to him. So in our office growing up, there was this American, this, this ball, it said American league baseball on it. And I remember specifically one time uh, I needed, I, I wanted a ball to go play catch with my friends. And I saw that. I was like, it's mm, probably a pie for a reason. I don't know. <laughs> of, but- it's probably a, pie it. for a reason. <laughs> I was like 10, you know? Like, I don't know. Amazing. I don't, I don't <laughs> so, you know, I like I can totally relate to Scotty Smalls.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. You're not even good so. enough to lick the dirt off our cleats. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably. Is that your sister the in left scenes. field? <laughs> Naked? I <laughs> think she'd date me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you play ball like a girl. <laughs> See, we could go off. For hours, we could.
1: Oh man, we could. We could go forever. So they're making a series. To...
0: They're making a television series out of it. Did you know that?
1: That's right. I saw that. Yeah, and you know, it's it's with the original cast, right? It is. Yeah, and so I a few years ago, it was uh, it was probably five years ago now because what the twenty fifth anniversary of the movie now. Yeah. Uh, when we were living in Utah, my cousin and I went to a Salt Lake Bee's game, and they did a reunion game, so we got to see all the all the guys from the movie. Awesome. Um, they all were, were all at that game. It was it was pretty cool. So I think it'll be interesting to see what they do with all those guys now that they're all grown up. And and yeah, yeah, as like a bodybuilder. Yeah. And they, but they and all look the same. As the ham looks exactly the same. Yeah. So no, it's so, hilarious. Yeah. All right, break. I want you to tell me your first, what your absolute favorite baseball movies of all time, so I can
0: yell at you real quick. Can we do honorable mentions first? Please do. Is that okay? I have one yeah. that I need to mention. I, I, I have one I'd like to mention too. Okay. So my honorable mention, and then you can yell at me is, (laughs) is it's a film called Henry and me. And it's a cartoon. Most people I'm sure have never seen it, but if you're a baseball fan, and especially if you have kids who are baseball fans, uh, it's probably really well suited to a five to 10 year old, somewhere in five to 10 year old land. And um, it, but if you're especially a Yankees fan, like you got to go watch this film. It's fantastic. My daughter, she's two. She'll be three in October. She wants, she asks for it. She says, dad, can we watch Henry? I'm like, yes, yes, yes we can. (laughs) And it's adorable. And I won't spoil anything for you. Don't, don't read into it at all. Like do yourself a favor and go in cold. Don't, don't read the description or anything because there are some things about it that, that need to be preserved and told through the story. um, You know, that'll make it really sweet and wonderful. So, okay. What's your honorable mention?
1: So before I get to my honorable mention along that line, uh, there is a, there's a a kid's baseball movie that I think is a lot of fun that my son likes. It's called everybody's hero. Yeah. I
0: love that one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a great one. Uh, After my son watches it, he walks around, with a back with his backpack on with his bat in it yeah like the kid he's like dad i'm the baseball kid he's yeah. called, he calls the baseball kid movie so
0: that's fantastic that's a good one yeah it's um, great kid
1: has to get Babe bruce bat to him it's a fun one there's a lot of like a surprising amount of big names in that movie too it's true so, yeah it's, it's it's well done um, my honorable mention is moneyball
0: yeah
1: um it's a great story um has probably my favorite line of any baseball movie just because it describes how i feel about about baseball when i was playing um when when billy bean says man i hate losing i hate losing more than i like winning and i was like you know what that is so true yeah you <laughs> relate to right. that way too much i was like i because i could never figure out why i was like why i like felt pretty good about winning but then i was like so 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 mad after every single loss <laughs> it's like for sure oh, that's what it is i hate i just hated losing so much um, you know what i love about you know it's not to say i was ever a
0: sore loser it's just that it just was so frustrating to lose yeah i agree you know what i love about moneyball is that even though it's the kind of the beginning of the stat cast thing and sabermetrics it it preserved like the tone of the film preserved the traditional uh, superstition of baseball and that was a that's a really hard thing to balance, and they nailed it right. Like even at the very yeah. very end of the film, it still it still has that lingering superstitious thing, which is you can't have baseball without superstition. And I love that they honored that. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of great stuff about that movie. The only reason it doesn't make my top five because it's a little slow. Yeah. Um. I I catch myself checking my phone a lot during that movie. Um, but no, I like it a lot. It's I'd, i put it at six.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I would put it at six yeah. too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so that's my honorable mention. What's your favorite baseball movie of all time, bird
0: You ready? I'm going to, oh, I'm going to sing its praises I'm first. I'm going to tell you why I love it before I <laughs> tell you what it is. The suspense. The first, <laughs> the first reason I love it is I was about, I was about the same age as the principal character when I watched it. That's, important the second okay so it's definitely not the movie i i it's chose. not the second reason yeah i know I, I think i know what yours is the second reason is that the music is phenomenal that's one of my criteria is the music has to be just on point and there i don't know that there, there's maybe one other sports film ever that does music as well as this movie does and on top of that it's just they handle the baseball scenes better than at least as good as any other fi- baseball movie. Okay, my favorite number 1 all time. Oh, can I guess
1: real quick? I think I might know what it okay. is. I don't I don't know I don't know if I'm necessarily right, okay. but based on your, why you like it, Little Big League? Nope. Okay. Rookie of the Year. I feel like it. And that was my next yeah. guess <laughs> because I feel like those movies I feel like both of those movies, because Little Big League's awesome for all those same reasons. Yeah. Um, but the storylines are, are are different enough. That, they are. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah.
0: Rookie of the Year is my number one favorite. Yeah. that's. That I watched that like
1: two weeks ago because I found it in the, at Target in the $5 bin. Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> so. no. It's been reduced to the $5 <laughs> bin. That's just because <laughs> it's so old.
1: It is. That's the only reason I was like, this is a steal.
0: Oh, so yeah. No. I think... I I watched it a couple weeks ago as well just because I had a hankering. You know, like I just – I if the Cubs don't make it to the playoffs this year, I'll just watch Rookie of the Year and it'll be fine, right? Like I don't need – I don't I, – it's that good for me, right? It's just
1: – It's like they win the World Series every single year.
0: If At my house, it's not even – I don't have to wait that long, man. We just – It's on my plate. Like the music is on my playlist, dude. Like I just cannot get enough of rookie of the year. It gives me all the feel goods. It's funny. It's emotional. There's tons of drama. You, you, you Mm. cannot go wrong. And they handle the baseball perfectly when he is running, uh, from first base home and the guy behind the base runner behind him, he's like. Underlay underlay. underlay underlay he's like this is as fast as I go right and they both slide in head <laughs> yep. first no it pitchers got a big but like literally it is mm-hmm. the best baseball movie out there and i've just been done yelling about it now i'm done and i'm not going to yell at
1: you for it because it's it's one of my favorites i love that one um <laughs> like i said i like little big league a little bit better just because i think Ken Griffey Jr. is in it he, he is. is my favorite player ever but right that's a different topic for a different day. Anywho, my favorite baseball movie ever, and quite possibly my favorite movie ever made. Bull Durham.
0: <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it
1: gets, I yes. will say it gets a little bit slow at the end. Um, you know, when the, when the baseball is all over, it gets a little slow at the end, but the baseball is so funny. Like yeah. it's so well done. It's so funny. And Kevin Costner's Crash Davis is so perfect because like I still relate to him as a catcher, because I had pitchers who were like, "No, no, 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 like that's not how we're gonna do it." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? I'm like sitting inches from this guy. I see what he's doing. No, that's not how we're gonna do this, you know." And and I never, mm-hmm. I, I never told a guy curveball. I never told a guy <laughs> what was coming because I wasn't gonna hang my pitcher out to draw like that ever. But I did have pitchers who were like, no, no, we're going to throw the knuckleball. That's my out pitch. Like, no, no, no. That's your free pass pitch because you're going to hit the guy. We're going to stick the fastballs and curveballs today, you know, mm-hmm. because, you, you know, guys tendencies a little bit better than they do because they think that their knuckleballs are out pitch, you know, right. Um, but the way he talks to the nuclear is so perfect in that movie. It's so funny. And uh, and his description of. The gods reach down, touched your arm with a lightning bolt, and mm-hmm. I'm just a bag of bones. You know, that so many guys just waste their talent. And it's so sad to see Yeah, that you, they just can't get it together. You know, and, and everything just like puts that, all the stuff that puts that movie together and how, how some guys get so in their head that they just wreck themselves how Annie tries to help Nuke kind of <laughs> keep his mind off balance. Oh, you know, she says it helps keep your mind off balance. It's better for artists and pitchers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really better <laughs> for everybody if yeah. you're not thinking too much because as Scratch says, it only hurt the ball club. So there's just, <laughs> there's such perfect one-liners in that movie, such perfect philosophy for life. And if you're just playing baseball, just like, oh yeah, I can apply that. And, and I always say all the time, like, you got to work on your cliches. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you know? Every time I get ball.
0: into a stumble, I always tell my wife, oh, I'm breathing through my eyelids again. I got to breathe through my eyelids again. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, yeah. or I love it when you told me a couple of weeks ago that every time there's a mound visit with, you know, at a ball game, you and your wife yell, get the candlesticks. We yeah. started, do, <laughs> we started doing that. Now we yell, yeah. get the candlesticks. And if people turn and you know, you can tell who knows what's going on and who doesn't. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Well, candlesticks are always nice. You pick something off the registry. right? right, let's go get them. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll tell you what. The, um, I don't know what it is. And my wife brought this up to me. I, I can't figure out. I mean, she's so much smarter than I am. But she said to me that, Brig, the, the love stories in baseball movies are so bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? well, yeah. <laughs> so we watched For Love of the Game and Bull Durham and some of these other ones. And the love stories are just bizarre, right? They're weird. Like the baseball yeah. parts of these movies are amazing, right. but the love stories are kind of weird.
1: <laughs> yeah. So real quick with something about bull Durham before we wrap up here. So I listened to an interview with, uh, with Kevin Costner. He was on my favorite radio show, the Dan Patrick show. Mm-hmm. Um, he was there and they're talking about that. That movie took first off took 10 years to get made and, really? uh, and it, it almost didn't happen. Yeah. 10 years. And to put this into perspective, so watching that movie, like, forever, uh, I always looked at Kevin Costner as the 40-year-old minor league vet, right? Sure. I was looking this up, and I really paid attention last time I watched it. I just watched it last week, I think. Uh, He says that he's been, he's like, I've been toiling in the minor league, toiling in the minor minor leagues for 13 years, something like that. I was like, oh, he's probably only, like, 30-something then. So I looked up to see how old he was when they made that movie. He was only 33. Whoa, like man, that really puts into perspective what it's like for a guy that the minor leagues like, yeah, he had a long career, he set that home run record, but yeah. at 33, he is a washed up veteran, right? Right, like, he obviously can still play, but as far as the minor leagues go, he is far past anybody's interest because he's not going to make it to the big, they don't want to invest their money in that guy, right? So it that right there, I feel like put such perspective on what minor league baseball is, how it's set up, and things like that.
0: Yeah, that's um, awesome.
1: So yeah, I thought that was that was a pretty cool little nugget. That's that,
0: that's a great like nugget. Like
1: a deep dive of that movie. So. Yeah.
0: So I asked the the group right on Facebook, the private group. I said, I said, who would you recast? And a lot of people are like, I would never watch a remake. Which I get. I got gotcha. you. I understand why. But oh yeah, everything's remade these days, and yeah, and a lot of times they get ruined. But Kenny Lee Aker said that he would recast Crash Davis as Bradley Cooper, like if it was made today, Bradley Cooper, and Annie would be Jennifer Aniston. What do you think about that?
1: I think that's spot on. And then I would make um, Nuke Lelouch as uh, Liam Hemsworth.
0: Yeah, you did say that. Because he's
1: got to be tall. If he's going to be a power pitcher, he's got to be tall, and he's got to be young.
0: Yeah. That's what my wife said. She said I'd pick a Hemsworth. And I said, you would.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I I feel like like Chris Hemsworth is too muscular to be a a power pitcher. Yeah, I agree. Even though we say that Noah Syndergaard is literally Thor. So, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) That's awesome. Anyway, with that, <laughs> let's go ahead and wrap up for this episode of the Baseball Together podcast. Thanks for joining us again. And uh, next time, hopefully, we won't go off on some, on such tangents about uh, Thor and uh, good-looking Hemsworth brothers. But we'll catch you next time. Baseball family, thanks again for joining us.